Hey all, this is Josh Gunderson, and you're listening to The Millennial Agenda. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Agenda. I am once again joined by, I'm just going to say fan favorite, and we'll assume that it's correct. If you if you can't tell by the laugh, Meg Stone is back. Welcome. You're actually you're the you're the first return guest of the podcast. So don't tell Nina. She's gonna kill us both. She might. So if there's no episodes after this, Nina did it, <laughs> and we'll just forward it on to uh, my favorite murder and call it a day. Or Murder Squad, because Murder Squad, because like I feel like Paul Holes and Murder Squad. He's he, you know, as a former police forensic guy he's gonna have connections so well at the same time we've made it easy for everyone we told them who the murderer is it's true it's true so it's true. nina did it <laughs> <laughs> i just like that i've managed to convince you like in the and this is the course of our friendship i've managed to convince you i'm mildly entertaining and that's 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 a moment of pride for me i i feel like i surround myself with entertaining people because at this point everyone who has been on the podcast have been friends of mine and at the very least I'm entertained which is really all that matters a hundred percent that's kind of where I'm at with all of this is if I'm entertained hopefully other people are being entertained too so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna start today with a really you're gonna find this story hilarious I'm ready you know you know everybody involved in it I'm so ready it will lead us into what we were talking about today it comes back to uh somebody who I was dating when I first moved down to Florida and you and Nina met when the two of you came down and we went oh. on adventures together. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, that one. Yep. And it's a story that popped into my head the other day. And I was like, this is a good fun story. And it was towards the end of our relationship because I am a wonderful person and broke up with him the day after Valentine's Day, like an adult. Please say it was by text. It wasn't. It was like, it, this is a whole other story. It was by, it was a phone call, which I didn't, I, I was prepared to do it like an adult and have either a phone call conversation or a face-to-face conversation. And mm-hmm. he made the mistake of calling me. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. About a week or so before we broke up, we we're kind of just hanging out at my house and chilling. And I want to say that Lemon, who we talked about last time you were on, uh, was kind of chilling with us. And I was just loving on her. She was still a kitten at the time. She was still very young. She wasn't even a year old yet. And I was just loving on her and loving on her. And he kind of like looks over at me and says, do you think one day you'll ever love me as much as you love your cats? And I just looked at him and went, nope. <laughs> I mean, that's an honest answer. That is, and it's it's a truthful answer because nope. It is. And I think that's, I mean, it's something I've made, I've made very clear to people that I've dated that I will always and forever love animals more than people. Like maybe yeah. I will share some of that love with you. But when it comes down to it, they aren't going to, break my heart they're not going to cheat on me they're not going to ghost me well a cat might ghost me but like don't they'll come crawling back eventually because <laughs> they're going to need snacks and they don't know how to open the snack pack it's true they don't have they none of my cats have thumbs some cats have thumbs but they haven't figured out how to use them and it's probably for the best no my cat charlie um knew where i kept his treats in like the cabinet 
and he would hop on the shelf because it was I made the mistake of putting them in a lower shelf so it was close to the ground so he would just hop on the shelf pull out the bag if the cabinet was even like a smidge open he would pull out the bag and just walk around carrying the bag in his mouth until someone gave him a treat it was awesome none of mine we used to have a treat jar for the cats but it did not survive my move and they they knew they, they knew the sound of the lid coming off Oh, geez. So that was a huge tip off for them. But we don't have that now. And I actually think we're out of treats because I am a terrible cat. Dude, don't say that in front of them. They will plan things. The only one in the room with me right now is Burger. And she is probably feigning sleep on a pile of socks right now. But it kind of... So this this whole idea of the topic today kind of stems back to a little bit of what we talked about on the first episode. We talked about different generations. And the baby boomer generation was, of course... When, you know, everyone came back from war and just went, let's fuck, and babies everywhere. So they were just, they were falling from tree, it would, they were everywhere, in mailboxes. Storks were very busy. busy. So busy. And I, I like, Gen X kind of calmed down a little bit with the babies, but I feel like millennials have kind of flipped the script a little bit and it's, there are reports, like I've read some really fun reports, because this is what I do with my time that millennials have kind of taken over the the pet industry and my sort of feelings like i said is i i will always have an affinity for animals i grew up on a farm i've I've learned to respect and love animals and i will always have a, a better place and a bigger space in my heart for them and i'm also kind of at the point now where like a lot of people my age i really don't have any desire to have children i'm not a fan of them I like other people's kids for a short period of time. When you can give them back. I do love children, but you know, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm a former zookeeper. I'm a former marine mammal trainer. I have always had pets in my life and animals. I don't even consider them pets or like that I own them. I'm like, I'm just their caretaker and they deign to live with me and put up with my crazy. It's again, because they don't have thumbs and they can't open it's true. Well, lemon, lemon can open doors <laughs> and we love her for it it's true though that like yeah they they put up with my crazy and they sometimes get my crazy like cisco my current dog is just a delight he and i love him to death and there are times when he'll be in a situation that i would have the exact same reaction to where like a dog does not want to immediately be his best friend and he just looks back at me and he goes this like like this look of just just (laughs) utter sadness like mom why aren't they my friend and i'm like i don't know baby it's okay come here come here i get it and then we hug and it's beautiful and the orchestra in my mind that swells and crescendos and it's 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 a lovely beauty and there's a sunset and rainbows and it's beautiful it's so funny too because like I feel like for me that's how you know a relationship like whoever I'm dating if they meet one of my pets I'm like it's getting serious because I feel like I'm introducing them to my (laughs) child and I'm like if he doesn't like you it's over dude I'm sorry like it's a hundred percent over hundred percent i and i well i use guinness as my litmus test because she's she's very loving if she knows you but i've also seen her like when i lived in when i was still up north living in lynn and someone from verizon had to come out and fix something for my internet Uh and she put herself between me and him she did not like him at all if he came anywhere near me she would start hissing at him and i've never seen her really have that reaction to someone before and i'm like oh serial killer he's a serial killer that's 100 percent. and so like when 
I have somebody new over for the first time. I mean, Burger is a whore. <laughs> Just a love whore. It's she fine. She loves everybody and everything. Lemon is like, oh, you got you got pets, you got treats, you're gonna look at me. Cool. Let's. I love you. Guinness is the absolute test. Like, if she she'll hang back a little bit, but if she eventually comes up, I'm like, okay, cool, not. That's sociopath. That's Cisco. That's Cisco. Because like I've only seen him react oddly to like two people, and I'm like, I don't trust you. Why are you weird? Like he's like I've brought him to Salem on Halloween, and the insanity that ensues, dressed in a costume, and he's been chill the entire night. He is a chill dude, unless something's wrong with you. In which case, he's like, Mom, we're out of here, and I'm like, Solid, we are out, or you're out. (laughs) One of those two is happening. The yeah. one animal that I've always wanted, because I, I, the one animal that I worked with that I find really fascinating to watch people interact with is like hawks and other birds of prey. Because they're so like, I thought about becoming like an actual falconer and go through like the year of like training where essentially you literally have to sit in your house with this like bird on your glove. And it just, it's watching TV with you. It's eating snacks with you. Like that kind of situation, which is insane, but I've thought about it because I feel like they're amazing. They so read where you are in life. If you're anxious about anything, that bird is going to be like trying to fly every which way and pooping on you all over the place. And I'm like, freak yeah, bird. Do you? I'm into it. That that to me sounds a lot like having a kid because I feel like that's what kids do. The yeah. pooping part, mostly. <laughs> the and the pooping part, it's true. And the eating your snacks, that also sounds... I legitimately describe Cisco as the toddler that will never not be a toddler. I'm, yeah. I'm, com- I'm comfortable with that. I'm like, no, he's just never not going to be a toddler. I'm always going to have to take care of his poops. He's always gonna, I'm always going to have to give him snacks. He's never going to be able to cook for himself. He's never going off to college. But bonus points is like, he's the best listener ever and always wants to snuggle. Major points over boyfriend. See, I think that, because I've always heard so many parents say, oh, I wish they could stay this age forever. And I think millennials, we've cracked the code. Yeah. You yeah, just yeah. get a dog. You get a dog. <laughs> and if you want your kid a little older, like, and a little surlier, like, maybe you want your child to stay, like, junior high i don't know why you would want that junior high age children are terrible or high school get a cat they'll give you love every once in a while and then they'll make you feel terrible about yourself and it will be great you'll love it i think you could really gear it thinking about them as my kids have always done that i I used to make a joke when i was on the road and when i would speak to parent groups Mm -hmm. and i would always i would always have a disclaimer for parent groups i had a lot of them and my biggest one was you know, just so you all know, I don't actually have kids, so I can't speak fully to your experience, mm-hmm. but I have cats, and I feel like it's a little bit of the same, because I've, you know, got to clean up their poop. I've got to clean up their vomit. I have to feed and take care of them, but they're also a little bit harder than kids, because I don't think any of you have woken up at three o'clock in the morning and had to rescue your cat from inside your bureau because they decided to get into it and couldn't get back out. <laughs> It's true. I mean, maybe their kids have, in which case, I'm sorry. I mean, that's entirely possible. But like, there were some parents that'd be like, "Ha ha," because it's a, it's obviously a joke. But then some parents, I had one woman come up to me after a. Was she super night. offended? She was so <laughs> offended. There... Like, How could you even say that? And I'm like, 
I, it's a it's a joke because like I start off the parent like parent programs are always very intimidating, so I start right. them off kind of like laughy jokey ha ha ha, and that's that's kind of like my jokey disclaimer to kind of get you on the level of like where we're gonna be because it's I'm talking about a lot of serious things, mm-hmm. and I I like to integrate humor into it because it it kind of keeps us on that level like I don't like all of my sessions I don't want it to be hardcore serious the entire time you learn a lot more through being entertained no but that's I think that's that's also like that is an important thing for the listening audience to realize is that humor can teach you things (laughs) that's the whole point of this podcast I think I still haven't figured it out who knows at this point I think that in general, that's my litmus test. If people don't get that, like, animals are this, like, I mean, I dedicated a huge, like, a big part of my, so far, my professional career on the idea that, like, animals have these amazing individualized kind of, like, for lack of a better word, personalities. Um, They have these incredible, like, life experiences, and they have a language. If you learn how to actually, like, read it, like, birds have a crazy language. It involves people dilation you're like what are you doing but like you have to learn how to read all those things and for me if you don't get that if you somehow think you are better than an animal when we are just another species of animal no and that's been my 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 test for a lot of people as well like i like i mentioned when we uh, on the first episode i i joined the tinder because i was drunk like you do and i i like i actually read what people write because yeah. I feel like that's important. And if you you could be the most amazingly gorgeous human being on the face of the planet, and like per our conversation today, you could be Misha Collins from Supernatural, who so is just a living puppy. And if you say you don't like animals, that's a huge turnoff. That's a huge... Such a huge turnoff. And I'm not saying you're a bad person, but you're a bad person. But you're completely a bad person and we're going to have nothing in common. And you think it's not going to come up. It's going to come up on a daily basis. Daily. Oh, yeah. Like this, the second you come over to my house, you're going to be attacked by cats. Like yeah. not viciously, but they're going to come love on you and they're going to want your attention. If And if you can't give that, it's, you know, it's something that's a part of my life. And I, I get it. I equate it to if I was a single parent out there in the dating world and you don't want anything to do with my child guess what this isn't going to work and right. if you don't want anything to do with my fur babies then we gonna have a problem a hundred percent because you know what at the end of the day like you've known your fur babies longer they listen to you it's cute that you think burger <laughs> listens to me i mean they listen to you in terms of like i tell like if i'm having a bad day like cisco hears about it does he probably pay attention does, does he pay attention? absolutely not i talk to my therapist on the on the phone every week and he sits next to me he's like oh we're in therapy now and I was like are we is this couples therapy now <laughs> okay <laughs> this is very awkward sir yeah and I mean I mean lemon's actually as weird as she is she is really good if I'm feeling anxious or if I'm upset she's usually the first one to come sit with me and be like oh do you want my loud ass motorboat purse because you're gonna get them you and you're my... like you know what i do <laughs> you're right yeah like do you need my butt in your face because here it is <laughs> they uh, just they're yeah i was talking i one of my exes i was talking to his mom who i love and she's wanted a dog her like entire life her current her current husband is very allergic to dogs and i'm like but dog 
house. And she's like, but I have the husband. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You can borrow mine. I feel that. And I feel, I also have seen, I don't know if you've seen this amongst your friend group. What's been super exciting for me is in this time of, of COVID and whatnot is people are like pet adoptions are up. They're out of control up. It's great. They, it, and it's so fun. Like a, a friend of mine, and I'm only bringing this up because I'm looking at his uh, Facebook right now on my feed. He adopted, well, he was going to foster two little dachshunds and they were actually performers mm. at Universal. They were, they performed mm. in the pet stunt show and they had retired and he was just going to foster them. And the whole time I'm sitting there, like he's back and forth debating, like, should I adopt them? Should I adopt them? And I'm sitting there quietly like, yes, do it. I became the like evil Kermit meme. Where I'm sitting there in my hood, just going, do it. <laughs> and when he posted to his Instagram story, he, he just very, in a quick video as he's holding both of them, just goes, I adopted them. And I just let out this huge cheer. And now, like, he's gone full dog dad mode. They have their own Instagram page. Like, I've, I'm looking at a picture of him cuddling with them. He just celebrated their third birthday. Oh, Baba. I, I will say I'm actually better about remembering to celebrate my pet's birthdays than I am my own friends. I, I, yeah, because, like, I feel like, I mean, yeah, no, I'm definitely better about. In all honesty, like, even, like, for all my friends, like, I have your birthdays on my calendar, Nina's birthdays on my calendar, all of my friends' birthdays are on my calendar. If you were to put a gun to my head right now, I could not I name could them. Not tell you no. when your birthday is, but I no. like looking at who's in front. Like Burger sitting right here, October thirty first. She's a Halloween baby. Oh, of course she is. Cisco's is March twenty sixth, and my cat Charlie, who unfortunately passed away last year, was August 9th. And like Guinness is, she just celebrated her ninth birthday. She's July twenty first, and then mm. in a couple weeks, we're actually going to be celebrating her Gotcha Day. Which is August 21st, because I got her when she was four weeks old. Oh, Bob. And then Lemon's birthday is April 24th. If it weren't for Facebook, I actually would have missed my sister's birthday August 5th. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. logged on to Facebook in the middle of the day and it was like, hey, by the way. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Actually, sometimes if it weren't for my older sister, she'll sometimes like, Hey, just remember it's Eric's birthday. Shit, you're right. <laughs> I also I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Facebook posty person if it's somebody's birthday. I try to text them. I'll text. But yeah. I'm also really bad at texting, so it's know that I thought about you at some point during the day. <laughs> that's I think that's the most important thing. That is legit the most important thing. Can we talk about the fact that like I feel like Animal people, I am really good at just, I don't know if it's like laser eyes where I can like walk like on my hikes in the morning where I just find where the animals are. I was on for work. I went to this beautiful farm last year. It was wonderful. We got to do a big tour. It was an all organic farm. It was for a supplement, like an herbal supplement company. Guy Herbs, they, they make great supplements and their farm is beautiful. It's in the middle of North Carolina. But I was with all these very plant-centric people. So I, I would be like, oh, look, a red-tailed hawk. Oh, look, a monarch butterfly. Oh, look at this and that and that. And the, the woman I was rooming with was like, how did you find? I'm very 
confused. And I'm like, I don't know. Cause like the red tail hawk and like saw a vulture, they weren't like, they didn't land in a tree. They were just flying up ahead. And I was like, oh, oh, right there. Oh, it was over there. Oh, but she would, yeah, it was just, it was really interesting that she just was like, you're finding the littlest thing. And you're like, oh, I was like, look, there's a deer track. And I'm like, it's just, there's something ingrained in our brains where that's what we see. Cause we're like, they're my people. People aren't my people. Animals are my people. I mean, I, I mean, that, I think that there's so much behind that because I we're just I feel like we're more in tune with this sounds so corny we're just more in tune with nature. I, <laughs> Can we please sing but, goodbye out now? <laughs> I, that's I'm done. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. This is just the end of the podcast forever. <laughs> I broke Josh, <laughs> and she never uh, came back. <laughs> I but I I mean I grew up I grew up on a farm and we. I think part of it was we always had to be hyper aware. So I grew up on a farm in California. So snakes were a very real issue and I'm right. terrified of them. We were always looking around. Like I, I grew up in such a rural area that yeah, red tail hawks and being able to spot a red tail hawk, like, Oh, it, it, and it's so beautiful or spotting like very rarely a, a bald eagle or all that. We're just more in tune because a lot of times we had to be hyper focused because you need to be aware of where you're stepping. Right. But, we have such an appreciation for it. And again, I grew up with such an appreciation for animals and had to have a respect for them because we had horses and horses are very powerful animals that you need to respect. hundred percent. They are very big. And then moving on to, like I mentioned uh, in the premiere episode, we all worked at the aquarium together. And I think even that just gives you such a more hyper appreciation for the world around you and, the, and right. there's so much beauty and even the littlest things that you have to stop and look at them it's so interesting too because i think um and this is unfortunately probably going to go back a little bit to the stuff we talked about in the first episode because we grew up without constantly having our head in a screen i had the weirdest experience um i was at a beach in florida like northern florida a school of rays like cow nose rays came in and it was beautiful and it was incredible And me being the animal person, I immediately, I, it was like, you know, I just saw the shadow. I was close enough to the water that I saw the shadow of the first one. And then I saw, because cow nose rays, you know, they move in those massive groups. I saw another one and another one and another one, and they just kept popping up. And so I like called my friends over who I was with. One of them was a Florida native. So she's like, oh my God, please stop. Um, (laughs) The other one was like, ah, cow nose rays, this is amazing. Um, and we just watched them and everyone else had their face in a screen. And I was like, well, that's weird. So then the counters rays move off and then two bottlenose dolphins come in and you can see what? their skirts. Yeah. It was like, kid you not. I go running because at, at the time, like I go running close cause so I can get the picture and I'm like staring at him. I'm like, you're so beautiful. I love you so much. But I'm not going to get close to you because you're also very big and very strong. And I've worked with you guys before and I know that you can mess me up real good. So do not feed oh, yeah. bottomless dolphins, please. Anyone out there, do not feed them. Do not try to swim with them unless you're in a specific swim program at a licensed <laughs> aquarium. I feel like I have to like say this because they will mess you up i have gotten like you know like their tail flukes are no joke they can break bone 
Yeah, I, I mean, I got to slow dance with a dolphin because of you, so that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I threw it a can. I threw it a can. But it was like, it was amazing to watch all these people that just were sitting there with their faces in like iPhones, iPads, video games. And I'm like, the beauty of nature is before you. And it was in a bird sanctuary. The beach was in a bird sanctuary. So you'd think there would be people who were a little more geared to that there, but they weren't. It was very, it was like a disconcerting, I think is the word. It reminds me when I was booked at one point for a conference in Hawaii, which was <gasps> already an amazing dream. like dream come true. And I brought my mom with me because I'm a good son. And yeah, you did. I brought her, I brought her with me because I, I felt like it was my first time in Hawaii and I felt like it was an experience I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't have that relationship with my mom anymore. But I wanted to share that with her and I thought it'd be a really fun experience. And we went to a botanical garden, this beautiful botanical garden. It was um, on the the big island, Hawaii. And we were in Hilo, Hawaii, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. And we went to this this spot and it's a a self-guided like walk through this massive, beautiful botanical garden. And even Mm -hmm. at one point, like we turned a corner and the vista was a postcard. It was like it was a postcard come to life. It was so gorgeous. I had asked when we got our tickets and everything, I said, hey, how about how long does this take? And the woman was like, ah, most people, 45 minutes. We were there for four hours. Yeah. Because at one point yeah. we stopped in front of this waterfall and just sat there in complete silence, didn't speak to each other. And we just sat in amazement of this waterfall as more and more people were just walking, like walk up, take a picture, move on. I'm like, it's not, it's not about Instagram. It's not about facebook no. it's not about being like if you're gonna share these experiences why don't you actually experience that i yeah i mean we because i um with two of our mutual friends julie and carrie we went to south africa last year and it was incredible and we went on you know we spent you know four days in a game park and got to go on these beautiful photo safaris but like before we did all that stuff we like we knew that we wanted the experience over the pictures and the experience over sharing it on social media and that uh, like even just going because that for me was a like you were saying about Hawaii that was my dream trip I bawled so many times out of gratitude I was very dehydrated because (laughs) I could not keep my life together I was like every Every time we saw an elephant, we saw like, you know, two massive herds of elephants along with all these little scattered groups of smaller ones. I just would be bawling my eyes out because I, I loved them so much. I can't watch any of the video that anyone got on the elephants without crying. It's absolutely. And like when I, so that same year, I actually got to go to Hawaii twice. I am so jealous right now. I, when the world is done ending, let's plan a trip. I will gladly... Yes go again because I had an absolute blast and the second time I went because the first time we went we were only on the big island we were only on Hawaii Uh and the school that I was I'd done the conference for wanted me to come speak to all of their schools and they had one on each each three of islands so there's uh three of the four islands had these schools on them so I started off on Maui and it was gorgeous and I had a full day there before I had to go speak at the school and I had reached out and said hey what what should I do? What's the best things you recommend for me to fill my time and experience this? And she gave me a list of stuff and she said, but what you have to do, and I can't remember the name of the beach to save my life. She said, go to this beach around this time. It closes about an hour later, but go there an hour before they close the beach down and just sit. And I was like, okay. And she gave me no details otherwise. I'm like, okay. And so I went 
and I sat, and right about that time, massive green sea turtles just started <gasps> coming out of the ocean. Shut up! Sleep on the beach. Shut I, up! Were you like, I'm just gonna curl up next to you? It's fine. I bought like just like you. I started. It was the most gorgeous thing, and I because I love turtles. They're one of my favorite animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially sea turtles. And I was just in awe because like my really only experience with being able to see sea turtles up close was working at the aquarium in the giant ocean tank with like Myrtle and everyone. And to see them in real life was just it's a different so beast. It's, it's it's a different there's a humbling to see them doing it in a, their habitat to like like not in our habitat but in their habitat to like see their stuff it's it's completely humbling and i i don't know like that same trip when i went back to so i started off in maui went to the big island next and i stayed at the same hotel and i walked down to the same beach that my mom and i'd go to but it was it had it was later in the year, so there was more migration happening. Mm-hmm. And same thing. I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, just sea turtles just swimming all over. It, it's amazing. And I, it's again, it's a slowing down of yourself mm-hmm. and taking the time to just appreciate that beauty. And I think because I just have so much respect and love for animals that I was able to slow down enough to see that and appreciate it and just love it so much more and a big part of it does come from disconnecting like I definitely took pictures on that trip but I I made sure not to be married to my phone and it's something that I, I try to do a lot and to like kind of get my face out of it because I work in social media it's my job it's yeah more so lately it's it's more nerve-wracking to be on all the time and it's just it's I, I mean it's an important lesson I think that has come out of this time that we all need we move really fast and so fast. we've lost We've lost an appreciation. I remember when quarantine and lockdown started, there was like when the dolphins returned to the canals in Italy. It was amazing. And people were like, oh my God, this is so cool to see. I cried looking at that footage. And I think when we slow down, like we've been forced to, we've all, like I went from 200 miles an hour working two full time jobs, 80 hours a week, nonstop, seven days a week. I was exhausted. I was cranky. I was a terrible person to be around right and then all of a sudden it was just hard stop because Nothing. everything for me shut down the same day both my jobs shut down the same exact day and I was like oh and you had that chance to slow down I got to spend more time with my pets which was great for them especially since I moved during that time as well oh that's gonna be and some it, nice consistency to have you around more for them especially during the move oh yeah and it sucked when I started back to work because like Guinness especially her and I had cuddle time at around one o'clock on the couch every single day where we would no. take a nap because quarantine naps are very important and I, I mean I hate that I'm back to work now and we don't get that anymore but we still we still definitely get our cuddle time in and it's I think that it's that slowing down and I've loved getting to spend that time with them and even like Lemon especially loves it because we're now in stormy season as is evidence she just commando crawled under my bed because there's <laughs> lightning and thunder outside. We just had a, I, there was just a lightning um, bolt I haven't heard any thunder yet but there was like definitely a lightning I think it's heat lightning at this point up here so far Cisco's just like I'm gonna sleep it's very hot here I'm gonna be downstairs on the nice slate floor and I'm like live your life buddy I feel that I agree with you 100%. It it been really there's it's actually the slowing down is one of the things that I'm like I really hope coming out of this time period that we do take the time to be like 
do we want to speed up again? Do we have to speed up again? Is it a good idea to speed up again? And like, I, I hope that a lot of people ask those questions of themselves, ask those questions of institutions, ask those questions of like, and to like different sized entities. And like, is that a good idea? Or what are we losing by, by slowing down? What are we losing by speeding up? Because I think there's an amazing, like I, I take hikes with Cisco every morning. He's gotten really like, I'm a at, I'm a big hiker. Like I love being out in the woods. That was one of the things when I was looking for the the right pupper's companion for me that I was like really wanted a dog that I could would be my hiking buddy. And so Cisco is perfect because he's he is a um he's a Brittany, so he like is made for the outdoors sometimes too much. Like he will never be off leash just because for my particular dog. I I could dangle a piece of raw steak in front of him, but I it would not be as interesting as the bunny that is half a mile away. I, <laughs> I know this and I'm okay with this. He's not going to try to eat it. He play bows to these animals. He's a little special that way. Like I have literally watched him play bow to a deer and I'm like, buddy, no, that's not how this works. I don't know what to do with you. I love the I love the companionship. Like I love coming home and getting greeted. I love. I mean, my uh, I don't I don't take my cats out on walks. I it would. Oh, oh my I god! Could, can I you just, please? <laughs> there would be so much. I tried with my cat. I got him like the cat harness. He hated me so much. He was so uncomfortable. Like he would tolerate it putting on, and then he would be like the little kid that you threw in a snowsuit that just. <laughs> was like I am going to wear this so begrudgingly I'm going to make you feel so bad that you're just going to take it off I well when when I moved Lemon Lemon's very anxious and she got very stressed and she already she licks her stomach anyway so she's got I call it her chicken cutlet she's got a bald stomach um because she Mm. licks it all the time and I've tried everything and nothing works so I've just learned to live with it but she was also licking other parts of herself raw and I'm like dude you're gonna have to get a thunder buddy vest and I ended up buying one she wore it all of one time for about 10 seconds she hated it she well i i learned that when you do when you put anything like that on a cat it throws off their equilibrium immediately and it takes a while for them to readjust but she i put it on her she hated it i set her down and she immediately was the kid in the snowsuit trying to walk just toppled over and that was (laughs) the end of it and she just laid there looking at me like yo this ain't gonna fly. And I'm like, perfect. I'm really glad that I purchased it at a time when you're not allowed to return anything because of the coronavirus. <laughs> because so, you licked it with COVID. Please don't this lick was it. was a fantastic waste of uh, 20 bucks. And I'm real proud. So she's gotten a little bit better, but I enjoy the companionship of it. And I, I think I, I've enjoyed that slowdown. And I, I mean, because also when things kind of started back up again in Florida, I went. I thought I was easing back in. I went right back to 200 miles an hour and working 80 hour weeks until I ended up quitting the restaurant and slowed down a little bit. So now I'm just working 40 hours a week and I'm home more and any extra work that I'm doing. So doing the podcast, doing the blog, doing any writing or uh, paying off my debt to a digital raccoon on Animal Crossing, it makes it so much more special. And even like the jobs that I'm looking for and applying for right now, a lot of them, because they're in social media, are operating remotely. And part of me is kind of A-OK with that because A, it's less time out of the house and less exposure to the Rona. And B, I get to be at home with my best friends because that's where I'm at as a human. It, that's it 100%. Because like the, we're both 
jo- I'm also job hunting right now. And that's like one of the things I'm like, I would really prefer to work remotely. I found that working remote, I enjoy having some schedule flexibility and I enjoy having more time with Cisco. I enjoy being able to take him on walks, not just on the weekends, but like every morning, like take him on hikes every morning instead of just like when I have time on the weekends. I enjoy like all of those like aspects. So I'm really hoping and that that works out. Did I ever tell you that like I am conceivably partially raised by a cat I know but I believe it (laughs) I was like oh I should probably say this story nothing about that sentence phased me at all (laughs) so my parents growing up like when I was really really little we've always had cats for the longest time Cisco's actually been the first dog that like I broke the tradition (laughs) I was like here's a dog Uh, and we had a cat. Her name was Gandhi. She was a Persian, so super long haired. She was like a Persian mix. So really uh-huh. beautiful, super shishi looking cat. Also a complete badass. Like literally <laughs> would like, she's the only cat that we've ever had that took out a bunny. She is the only wow. cat that we've ever had that like chased dogs away. Like the, the neighborhood <laughs> dogs were like, oh, fuck not that one and I was like that's right but like she was like my mom like literally would follow me around if I were going the wrong direction she would try to she would physically try to redirect me at night she would sleep outside my door every night like I I'm like oh god cat mom cat mom am I doing it right (laughs) that's the I think that's the joy of pets because like we we growing up had we had cats but we we had a dog, and I know everyone says this about their dogs, but she was one of the most amazing animals I've ever had in my entire life. I think she was the greatest dog in the world. We adopted her in front of a food for less, which was a grocery store in California, and uh, we named her we named her Big Red because my sister Thank and I you. were really into those old Disney movies about dogs. So you know, Big Red, Old Yeller, you know the the feel good movies of your childhood. <laughs> you you got that. I got Gandalf. Gandhi's full name was not like n- named after Gandhi. It was named after Gandalf, a character. It, like yeah, a character <laughs> and like a Tolkien character. Yeah, we're real proud. We're and she was like she took she was so protective of us but not in in an aggressive way but she was just so wonderful and then I we always had cats like I said and we always had older cats so like Mm -hmm. even when I adopted my first like it's my pet cat it was um his name was hobo and he was a hobo and he was about 10 years old (laughs) When I when I adopted him off the the mean streets of I don't I don't know where he came from and he was so great and when I lost Hobo it was absolutely devastating uh, for the longest time one of my friends had always joked like because I was so in love with his existence and like we were just so tight as like owner and pet that one of my friends would always joke like what are you gonna do when he dies because she was a very like realistic person and like understood that cats eventually die and I was like I don't want to think about it. I don't think about it and she was actually there with me the night that I had to put him down and of course me being me it was like hugely traumatic I'm bawling my eyes out I'm dehydrated like you from crying and at so- one point during all of it I just go like stone silent. My tears dry up, and I just look at her and go, "This, this is what I'm gonna do when I." When he's it's like you wanted to know, see the reality. And it was just a weird moment of like clarity. But then I, when I was moving on, and like definitely wanted a new pet, and my sister, older sister, was like, "Hey, you need 
something to take care of, please. And we went to the uh, the ASPCA up in Methuen, mm-hmm. and she was like, find a cat. And I immediately was like, well, I want an older cat, because I've never, I've never had a kitten before. I've never raised a kitten. There are a lot. Burger is my first kitten. And, no, Boogs. And the, sto- the story of finding her is my favorite, because I was looking at older cats, and I had always just had older orange cats. Like, that was my tradition. We always had an orange cat somewhere in our lives. And so I'm looking at all the older cats because I feel like, you know, the older animals deserve a good home and, you know, they, they, they need that. And my sister comes over and she's just like, Josh, I know you don't want a kitten, but Get you need kid. to come see this one. And she brings me over to uh, her name when I adopted her was Hallie. And I'm like, that's a horrible name for a cat. Obviously, she is a burger. And she was just so tiny because she had had uh, as a kitten, uh, she was a kitten, as a baby baby. She had part of her intestines removed, so she's always been very tiny. And Shannon's like, just look at this kitten. And she leaned in super close, and Burger comes over to, like, investigate. Kind of looks at Shannon for a hot second, and reaches her paw out and just bitch slaps the sunglasses <laughs> off of her face. <laughs> and That's And immediately like, put this one in its go box, I'm taking it home. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's like, I recently had to explain to the guy that I'm, 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 kind of seeing right now that I'm like I have a special place in my heart for animals with terrible attitudes like they are <laughs> I the worst the attitude I'm like I love you I love you I get yeah. you and I love you I well and then burger just has perpetual resting bitch face and I'm constantly having to explain it because she what she likes to do is she's very she's very lovey once you meet her and I think this is why like Nina identifies with burger so much <laughs> uh, because she she might look very stern and mean but she's a huge love bug but sometimes like if i have people over for game night and stuff she likes to climb on top of the fridge and then get on top of the cupboards the floating cupboards that are above all my appliances and there's a good like foot gap space and she likes to climb up there and just sit and like lure over her kingdom but she just gets this look on her face and everyone's like, I think your fucking cat is plotting my murder. And I'm like, no, that's... That's her face. Well, probably, but yeah, that's just her That's just her face. <laughs> she might be. It'll be fine. And she, I mean, she's got the most attitude out of all of them. Like, she, when we moved, they all had different reactions. Like, Burger got right into the cage and fell asleep. And I was like, okay. And then Guinness kind of fought her way into the cage and was okay with it. Lemon fought tooth and nail all the way to the new, it was a 15 minute drive to the new place. And she sang the song of her people quite loud. Oh no. The entire time. And they all had different reactions, but like Burger is so great with her attitude because like the world could be on fire around her. I went in it. She would just be like, is this, my problem because i'm not <laughs> do no. i have to do any yeah do i have to fix this no we're good okay cool yeah she's just the most unfazed cat ever so have you had to take your your goobers to the vet during the rona i have not i thought i was going to with lemon and her licking but i reached out remotely and talk to them about it and mm-hmm. they gave me different options and um we ended up getting a diffuser with cat scent happy making like catnip science no it was it actually had like i think rabbit pheromones in it that kind of um, that's creepy kind of mimicked um like mother cat smells okay i'm probably like completely butchering what this stuff was but i we're gonna say i'm gonna say that like that all checks out that all checks out cool that that 
logic is sound. So no, I haven't I haven't had to do that yet, and I'm I'm dreading having to if I need to. I had to for Cisco's checkup last week, and it was like, this is my sweet baby boy. You know, he just turned eight. He's my sweet baby. He like, I, because the vet knows that like, I come from the animal industry. I do all the risk. Like if there needs to be a restraint, I do it. If there needs to be like, basically I'm his vet tech for our entire appointment. I could not go in. So there was like, as like, as his, his, his mom I was like he doesn't have consistency I'm sending him off to school for the first day ever and I'm not gonna be there and I don't like it and my vet is a very sweet older gentleman like he looks like Santa like Uh legit looks like Santa Claus and he gives him treats at the end of it but Cisco like knows this dude and he would not get out of the car because like you wait in the car they call they like you call them when you show up you wait in the car they come out and get the dog or cat yeah. or lizard because we think there was a lizard there. There was a whole <laughs> bunch of the cars just kind of lined up. And the vet uh, actually came out to our car to like get Cisco out. And Cisco was like having none of it. He actually mm-hmm. crawled not into my lap, but behind my back. I was like, okay, this is going well. <laughs> my, my biggest fear right now, because I moved so far away from our current vet that I'm definitely going to have to get a new one. So I've been kind of holding off doing anything like that in the hopes that things get a little bit better because again, Berger would probably be like, whatever. It's the other two I'm more worried about. So I've like, I've thankfully we like knock on wood. We've been pretty solid so far and we do have vets that are offering uh, remote consultations if need be for like the lower tier stuff. This, yeah, and, like, this was just basically to keep him updated with, like, his rabies shots and his kennel cough and, like, all of that stuff so that, like, he could still be my happy, healthy little man. Yeah, thankfully, everyone's doing, like, we, um, the last shots we got were the two-year rabies or whatever, like, the the longer rabies. Yeah, yeah, which is what we usually get. That's why I was like, worst timing ever! (laughs) And we also, like, and and they're indoor cats, so... They're a little bit safer about everything, if that makes any sense at all. No, it does uh, completely. Because we didn't get, because I had Charlie, my cat, at the same time as I had Cisco, but we didn't get him rabies until I got Cisco because he wasn't, he was an indoor cat. He wasn't going to get exposed to it. Yeah. So there's less like, I we, when I got Lemon, she came from a kill shelter, which I hate that those exist, especially down here, because I want to save all the babies. But I was lied to about what shot she had gotten and so we got worms oh you that you y'all were there for that yeah we were (laughs) i remember having to sit and shove pills down their throats in front of you and it sucked because i think like burger's resting bitch face scared the worms off so she never got them she still had to take the pills but poor guinness and if you're listening to this right now i hope you're not eating a bowl of rice Poor Guinness got it the worst. And I just remember like just the look of shame and embarrassment as these little things were wriggling out of her butt. And it was so awful. <laughs> and uh, see, again, another, another thing that I can compare having pets to kids and sometimes it's a little bit harder because I hope to God y'all have never had to sit and watch something crawl out of your child's ass. What a weird note to start winding down the podcast on. So I think um, I think that kind of <laughs> offers it all. So I hope 
I, I guess what we like the the point that we've all really come to is uh, please go out and slow down a little bit and appreciate nature. Use this time to maybe maybe if you're still on lockdown or you're still not at work, like you haven't yet, consider fostering a, a shelter pet. You don't have to adopt. You can always there's uh, the problem that we're seeing right now is people are still abandoning their pets because A, they think they get coronavirus from it and B, they don't have the means right now to be able to take care of them. And I, you know, having a pet is expensive between food and general upkeep of your pet. It's true. But it's it's worth fostering. Take them in for a little while, give them a home, uh, give them a chance to live. And maybe uh, like my friend, you will fall in love with them and want to keep them forever. And I think that's a great thing. And, and use the time to appreciate nature because i mean because there's so many so many such less people out there in the world right now going about doing things we're seeing more nature like when uh the the trail that i walk and when i say trail i mean the sidewalk because it's florida (laughs) i'm i'm seeing all sorts of nature i'm seeing a lot of like rabbits i i'm seeing snakes i'm seeing sticks that look like snakes i'm freaking out and almost jumping into traffic because of branches that look like snakes it's a whole magical world out there wow i love that that's happening to you and i'm just having staring contests with deer every morning where i'm like you move in or am i moving one of us is moving right i i would kill for a good staring contest with the deer he wins a lot so there's that i oh i'm just gonna sidetrack my own trying to wrap this up I have to tell you my favorite deer story ever because it's terrifying. So we're going to flash back to, I want to say the early 2000s when we were in like a big resurgence of scary movies and we had The Ring followed by The Ring 2. I don't know. Did you ever see The Ring 2? Uh, is that Rings? I just saw Rings with our, like, but I don't think that's The Ring 2. I think those are two different movies. Maybe. Oh no. The Ring Rings is number three in the weird trilogy, but there's a scene in Ring 2 where the main character and her son are attacked by demonically possessed deer. I don't remember much of the movie, but I remember the scene. And we went and saw this movie and drove back to where I was living at the time, which was in very rural northern Massachusetts, North Shore, Massachusetts. And there was just, we pulled into the driveway of the house that I was living in. There was deer everywhere. The whole yard was covered in deer. And there was this big, especially scary looking one standing right by the front door. (laughs) Oh no. It's like the birds, but with deer. Yeah. What terrible timing for all of you deer to show up. Because it was also a deer, like the big scary one was one that we had seen every once in a while. And he was like, kind of had a fucked up face already. So he was extra terrifying looking. And I'm like, I'm going to die tonight. This is how I die. Because like, how do you get this? giant animal away from your front door so you can get in the house it was so terrifying and it's just nothing to do with anything but it's my favorite it's a great deer story it's a legit delightful deer story so there's that so i thank you so much for returning to the podcast it was super fun so much fun to have you again so can i uh, remind everyone where we can stock you on social media and purchase things that you make please 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 follow me on instagram i'm emmer stone on instagram i take lots of weird pictures i take pictures i draw things i actually drew one of the uh, like this morning i drew something that like it would be a dream pet when i don't think about the fact that it is a giant dinosaur with very large teeth i drew like a t-rex and i was like oh i would like to have you as a pet it's a bad idea but i would like it um and terrible idea yeah. but continue but continue <laughs> um so yeah you can follow me on instagram at avoiding neverland and of course you can follow the podcast uh the millennial agenda on instagram i'm also on 
Twitter at Josh Gunderson, my blog, avoidingneverland.com. And of course, my book, You're Doing It Wrong, a mixtape memoir is available on Amazon. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please subscribe, throw a, a like on there or however, you know, give us a rating. You know, if you like the podcast, give it five stars. If you don't like the podcast, give it five stars, but do it sarcastically. I can tell the difference. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> It totally shows up in the rating as sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Just five stars, but sarcastically, it still counts. Uh, so if you want to do that, uh, great. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be talking to you all next week. Have a great week. Please wear your mask. Yeah.